Um, right, ready to go? Yeah, that's is the richtig. Uh huh. Hello and welcome to the We Don't Go Out podcast with me, Ant, and I'm here again with Dave. Hello. And Dave has been and got himself a Nintendo Switch. I haven't been and got myself one. No, okay, <laughs> no. it was thrust upon you by the um, birthday fairies. <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go. That sounds better. <laughs> so would you... Okay, okay, well, after this we'll talk a few games, a few films, but then we'll get on to our spoiler-filled Netflix and Amazon Prime uh, streaming club, mm-hmm. uh, which is Fences and Lars and the Real Girl. So if you've not watched those yet and you want to be in on the spoilers chat, pause when you get there. But before that, yeah, the Switch. It sounds like you just implied there that you wouldn't have bought it or been that interested if it hadn't been a gift. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. No, not really, because it's good. Don't get me wrong, man. Just not overly... How can you put it? I'm kind of... You know I love video games. I love movies and that, but I'm kind of the, at, at that stage now in my life where if I'm not playing the games on the TV, it's because I'm, I'm I don't want to play them. I want to watch a film or something on the TV. Mm-hmm. And when I watch a sport now... Oi! Bloody dog's trying to drink my cup of tea. Um, and when I'm not um, when I'm watching the sport and stuff I don't want to really want to be distracted so there will come a time when I'm going to use it um, like a lot mm. but at the moment I haven't really played it much in the last what I've had it just over a week now I haven't played it much and I think to be fair I am really busy at the moment with mm. football um, and just other little things as well but um, it is I've got to, I will say it's a quality bit of kit um, well the first one wasn't because it didn't work um, yeah. <laughs> but the second the, it is a quality bit of kit um, I honestly I don't feel like I need it doc, um, plugged into the TV I'm like kind of I just look at it as a DS <laughs> a big DS yeah I get that yeah um, I, my kids keep asking to put it on the TV but I like playing it on the small screen if I'm honest um, I've only got that Mario and Rabbids game but I am very impressed by that it's good, isn't it? Are you enjoying really that? Really good. Yeah, really, really good. Um, one thing I'll say, which is shocking from a Nintendo, well, it's not a Nintendo game, I suppose, is the tutorials a bit... Mm. doesn't quite explain everything. Like, it said something about um, the team jump or something like that. Yeah. It said, it said use team jumps to gain further distance, but then it never told you how to do them. Oh, didn't it? I never noticed. No, I was like, one minute, did I miss something? And So I kind of had to Google it online. I was thinking... I've, I've, I have missed something, but I'm pretty sure I didn't because I was <laughs> kind of really enjoying it at that point. I wasn't glossing over anything. Mm. But that's a really good game. But I've always said that about the Mario games. I like the colours, the colour palette, and, you know, it's just quite cheery, isn't it? And, oh, yeah. But um, I get bored of the 2D Mario games quite quick. I do now. I think it's yeah. the art style of the new ones. I just don't like them. Yeah, I think I will pick up. Um, is it Mario Odyssey? Cause my daughter wants that. I'll pick that up at some point. Um, and I think I will get a sports game, a golf or a football game. I hope we make a Mario golf game for it. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Is the tennis any good on it? Um, apparently, it's extremely frustrating. 
that's like, it then I'm difficulty <laughs> spikes just like insane I've never yeah. I did try the demo the demo was fun yeah but um yeah apparently it's just those spikes yeah I can see me buying a lot of the games the indie games which won't ever come to Playstation on it um, and the ones maybe that I enjoy on Playstation on it if it's mm. a you know a holiday games that are arcade and appeal that you can play over and over not like story driven mm-hmm. um for instance, like someone like Rezogun, or do you know, um, I don't know, you call them like those bullet hell games, is that what they call them? Yeah, yeah. With a top down view, planes, mm. stuff like that. But um, it's definitely not going to be like a primary console. <laughs> well, no. But it, it's, it's a really good piece of kit that I like. It's, it's a good alternative to Microsoft and PlayStation. Mm. And you're still I not going to pick Zelda up. No, it's not going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> Apologies. Greatest game ever. I know. I'm not going to pick up Red Dead Redemption 2 either, but... Well, that's that's not really clicked either, so I'll let you <laughs> that one. But Red Dead, I mean, Zelda, that's, that's literally my number one game now. No, it's, I, I get it and I get all the hype around it, but I'm just not... I tried, what was that one I tried before? Wind Waker. Oh, it's totally then, different. I know, I know, I'm just saying I enjoyed that up to a point, but I just, after a while, I was like, oh, the lore in this is just boring me. I'm not interested <laughs> in any of the characters. and I don't know. I don't want to knock it because I haven't played it, but it's mm-hmm. not something I'm going to, I don't know. Mm. It's not something that appeals to me. Yeah. I get that. I get that. A little bit hurt. I'm more hurt. excited for the Bayonetta games. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Because, yeah, number three announced. Not really seen anything on it yet, but it is no. coming. Yeah. Do you think we'll see that at E3, which is around the corner? Oh, God, yeah, T3, isn't it? I totally forgot we had E3 this year. Yes. Um, possibly, yeah. I think Nintendo will show a lot of stuff. I'd only be watching the Nintendo stuff, to be honest. I won't watch E3 at all, I don't think, this year. I know, it's going to be weird without Sony. Very strange. I just, I think Microsoft might use it as their platform to launch their new system or, like, show it off because they've got the whole of E3 for themselves. No one can... Un- um, overshadow or undermine them the following mm. Nintendo have stated there will be no new hardware oh, there's, there's rumours about uh, a redesign and a, a beefed up switch um, but there's said, no point them going down that route so they might as well wait until the next generation mm, yeah but it's, it's Nintendo selling, do, do well, yeah, oh, yeah I thought you meant as in like big time beefing it up with the juice and stuff but there's no need it's selling really well it's overtaking the Playstation in Japan I know I couldn't believe that I think um, it's like it's always been though yeah. portable gaming is way bigger over there yeah culturally and um, consoles it? yeah exactly I don't think it's a shock to anybody really that it's um, overtaken the Playstation there it's not going to overtake it anywhere else in the world is it I was surprised. I was still shocked because it had such a big lead, a big head start. The PlayStation. Mm. It's got a damaged DS sales though. Oh, DS is dead. Yeah. Three <laughs> DS, whatever you call it. Yeah, three DS. That's not. They'll make another one, Nintendo. No, they won't. It'll just be the Switch now. I think so. This is it. Good if you could put DS games in the Switch. That would be good. They'll probably start selling them back to you. Downloads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but overall, <clears throat> your Switch impressions? 
Yeah, very good. Uh, very comfortable. Um, all the buttons feel good. Not too impressed with these, like the R2, L2 triggers. Mm. They're not analog, are they? They're kind of, is it, what do you call them? When they just, you tap them and the It's just a regular button. Yeah, basically, you can't throttle them, can you, on racing games and stuff, which I enjoy. Um, yeah, it's, it's a nice piece of kit. It feels very sturdy, considering it comes breaks up into three pieces. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, a little bit loose in the dock. I don't know if that's just a little play in there, just so that if it did get a knock, it didn't crack or snap anything. Mm. But yeah, like it's it's so so simple to set up as well. I mean, I know that the PlayStation's and that are easy to set up as well. But like you'd think, going from something in your hands then to getting it on the TV is going to be a bit more effort required. Yeah, a few more <laughs> cables no, or something. Yeah, yeah, but it's literally just I'll pop it in here and there we go. If you notice that if you tell these off, but on standby, and you drop it in the switch, you drop the switch in the dock while it's on, it's on, or you're in the middle of a game. The telly yeah. just turns on and finds its channel. I haven't. I love yeah, that. I haven't tried it on the TV yet. I'm not sure I ever will. I've got it plugged into the TV for some reason. Mm. It's good on the TV. It's good for when you do, like, if you had like a multiplayer, like if you wanted to play uh, Rabbids two-player with Harrison. Yeah. Brilliant on the telly. Mm-hmm. Goes to the big screen. And Mario Kart and things like that. And if you yeah. if your daughter gets uh, Mario Odyssey... I'd recommend yeah. that on the big screen. You can play it on the small screen, by all means. Yeah. But on the big screen, because you can play two-player. Yeah. Uh, slightly two-player. Only anyway. you can charge the hat if you want. Yeah. But she might require that when it gets a bit trickier. But yeah, that's that's worth playing on the big screen. Good Some games it's not. Like, um, I sent you a whole list of indie games. They're nearly always better on the small screen. It's just yeah, nice I imagine and that. personal. And yeah. it's, it's perfect. Yeah, I love it. Are you going to pick Cuphead up? Um, yes, I am. Not at the moment because I'm waiting for the first sale, and that's quite expensive, isn't it? Yes, you and everything on the Switch is a little bit more expensive than all the other consoles. What was it on the um, Switch? Now I can't think. Was it eighteen pounds or twenty? I think I picked up in a sale. I think I paid thirteen, twelve, maybe. Like a launch yeah. sale. I pre-ordered it at a discount. Oh, I will get that. It's because that's one of the games I am looking forward to playing, but I'm not going to buy it for... Well, but I am 100% sticking to my rule with the Nintendo Switch, and that is play a game until you've completed it, then you will be allowed to purchase a new game. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not going to do what I do with um, on the PlayStation sales and keep picking up games. Mm. You, not you might it. find you do that, because they go cheap so rarely. Yeah. I get that, but... I've I'll got to be using it very rarely as well. <laughs> yeah. I've got a few stacked up ready to go. I don't need to buy a game on there for a while. Yeah, I'll tell you one game that I am intrigued, interested in buying, if they ever release it, if I've tried this before, it should be Pez. Yeah, um, that'd be great. I'd definitely buy the full game with that. I just can't get into FIFA at, at all. I've tried it again and again and again. It just doesn't work for me. So, yeah, it'd have to be Pez. I've been playing the um, the light version on PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. Like every night, I'm properly hooked on it again. Yeah, you have those periods about this time of year, don't you? Mm, do. Where you seem to get hooked. Whenever, onto it. whenever Villa are doing well, that's when it oh, is. That's God. when I feel like playing some football video games. Uh, once in a blue moon, then. <laughs> well, yeah, once a season <laughs> they go on a little run. 
Yeah, I, I finished Cuphead, by the way. I did beat it, finally. Yeah. Um, I died over a thousand times, which I think is quite bad by Cuphead standards. <sighs> I got absolutely pummeled. It was two bosses, two of the boss fights that gave me a lot of trouble. How many were there in total? Um, I'm not sure how many there are. It must be about between 15 and 20, I reckon. Yeah. And then the the levels where it's like more like a platform level. But they're like they're they're like a boss level, just one that you're moving through. I don't okay. they they got a lot of stick, but I am um, I think they're fine. Those levels yeah. they're fine. Good. But yeah, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Good. Good. Strongly recommended. I've moved on to Celeste now. Do you know about Celeste? Yes, looks fantastic. The uh, mountain climbing game. Yeah, I haven't tried that on the big screen because this is one of those games where it just feels right on the small screen. I'll be getting that on the PlayStation at some point. I think that looks brilliant. I can't remember the last game they made. It was quite good. I, who's the team? I don't don't know them. Oh god, did they make the one with the archery? Don't know. Um, terror, terror, summit. One where you have it's multiplayer, local multiplayer, and you you have one arrow each, and you fire it across the screen trying to kill each other. Oh, I think I do know this. But Terrible. I don't, yeah, I, I've never played it, but I've heard. I things. think it was them. I could be wrong, but I'm sure it was them. Hmm. But Celestia, it does look really, really good. That does. Yeah, I went from Cuphead, which is like really hard, to Celeste, which is supposed to be really hard. But it's got a lot of difficulty changes and stuff you can do in that, which is really good from what I've heard. Mm, yeah. or I should say red you can There's, adjust the game to suit your tailor, tailor the game to your standards I think the because you're climbing a mountain yeah basically and um, the hardest bits are getting the strawberries which is just dotted around I've left most of them I'll be honest it's yeah. like I can't even see how I'd get that so I'm just going to yeah. leave it they don't it does say in the game it says don't worry about the strawberries if you can't get them they don't give you any extra you don't get rewarded extra they're just there to challenge yourself yeah I like that they acknowledge that fact mm. yeah it's really good so I'm enjoying that one um, it's proper old school like almost 8 bit it's not 16 bit mm. it's really old school even when yeah. it zooms in because it would zoom in like to for like a close up narrative scene yeah. and it just it just gets bigger <laughs> it doesn't like adjust it That's just zooms cool. in and all the pixels get bigger which is cool yeah, were well, you saying that today? I was watching. I seen this um, piece on the news on IGN about Codemasters of Madden of a good game, and they've re- released a trailer. So I went on there and I thought, I'll watch a trailer. I watch a trailer, and obviously it's like CGI or whatnot. And I thought, yeah, that's nice, but obviously the game's not going to look like that. And then they uploaded four minutes of gameplay or something. Can I watch the gameplay? And I thought, fucking hell, it just looks so bad compared to the CGI trailer, which is uh-huh. expected, obviously. And I thought. Mm. It's it, it, you watch a trailer and then you watch it and you think Jesus. So straight away you're on a bit of a downer about it all, mm. and it didn't look like great anyway. But I was like, why would you do? Why would you set yourself up for that kind of fall? Whereas you know, like when you watch the Bayonetta and Devil May Cry trailers and stuff, yeah, the CGI. But generally, half the stuff you see in those action-packed trailers, you can usually do in those games. Yep. You know what I mean? And they use the in-game engine often. Yeah. So it looks yeah, and the same it's as just, the game. Yeah, most, it's a bit like Uncharted. There's some clever techniques there. Mm. It's like Gran Turismo. The intro movie, it's all in-game, but it looks way better than the replays. But it's obviously filters and the way they, yeah. you know. But 
Fair play. But yeah. that, that, that was a poor... I mean, it could be an absolutely brilliant game, but that kind of made me think, whoa. Yeah. Like you say, it just puts a downer on it. Yeah, I don't think anything's going to draw me from Drive Club for my arcade races, which I still pop back on every now and then, and then Gran Turismo, which I just absolutely adore. You know they're switching the servers off for that sometime soonish, I think. Oh, are they? Drive Club? Yeah, it was announced in the last year, and they, they gave like a year's notice, so yeah. in a year's time from whenever what a the shame. announcement was. It's quite past that, really, isn't it? Four years? Mm. It just had such a rocky launch, didn't it? Mate, that game could have been huge. I mean, it was big anyway, but it could have been huge on launch. And I say this, um, what they should have done was they should have said to, is it Kazunori Yamachi or Yamuchi from Gran Turismo Polyphony Digital? They should have said to him, look, we let you do what you want, but we are using the Gran Turismo title and we're going to call this Gran Turismo Arcade or something along those lines. Mm. You know, you've got Forza Horizon. And it would have sold shitloads at the start and they could have done the, the... I can never pronounce this right. Is it better? Beta. Oh, I say beta. Yeah, they could have done the beta only better and uh, <laughs> beta better. <laughs> but um, you know, I feel about that. It's, it's one of the best arcade slash arcade semi races I've ever played. Mm. That's so. I, I think when you check those videos that Sony sent out to me, I think I paid off two hundred hours on that. Whoa, that's a if lot. If not more, I'd have to check back, but it could be over that. You spent so much time. I remember when that was out and you were like, um, you were in, is it, hot lap you league. like clubs or something? Yeah, we did hot lap league and we, we was in a club because you, you could join a race club or drive club on it. Mm. And um, we did that, but we used to do um, a hot lap league every week, new track. So you, everyone would take it in turns picking a track and a car. And um, it was just brilliant. You'd just be on there. Someone, you'd have to post a video of, you, of your fastest time if you broke someone's lap time. Mm. And uh, we just got so hooked on it. It was brilliant. So competitive. I love it when you get that a group gets into a game like that. Yes. Doesn't well, Killzone 2, remember that? Oh, we were so hooked was so on good. that. Every yeah. night, wasn't it? And when and we did the FIFA club. I just can't believe Sony ever thought, you know what? We, we need something out there to combat Fortnite and all this. Well, they don't need to combat it because obviously it's making money for them on their platform. But we need our own. Why don't they ever just think, well, let's go back to Killzone 2. Let's use that format of the... Um, the objective change in every five ten minutes, mm. uh, and let's make it free to play game, um, but without loot boxes and just whack it on there. Yeah, it cost them a lot to make, but surely that was taken off. But without the kill zone title, obviously. I don't know if it would take off. The thing with Fortnite and Apex Legends is they're on everything. Mm, that's true, actually. Yeah, that's it's, a good point. They're just that. Like you can play it on your bloody mobile somehow. <laughs> Can't be yeah. very good experience. But yeah, I'd I would like. Oh, would I like Killzone to come back? If they did like a solid reboot, like Game of not Game of Thrones, like um, God of War. Yeah. That like, properly just reinvented it, gave it some gravitas. It could be good. But I think my days of first-person shooters are behind me. That's what I was just going to say. I'd like it to come back, but how the, how other studios didn't it when they made that isometric kill zone game mm. on the PlayStation PSP, sorry, or um, you know, or just something different. Even if it was like um, Mario Rabbids, that what do you call them? Tactical games. Yes, turn-based, like something a like XCOM. That. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to the universe revisited like that. 
But yeah. I think I think Sony put kills onto bed because it just seemed to get a lot of. I think they could have knocked out an absolutely brilliant game and it would have got a lot of shit. Mm. Yeah. Plus they went on the Made Horizon, which got was a bit of a critical darling, wasn't it? Yeah, I think they're already making the sequel to that, aren't they? By the sound of things. Got to be. Yeah. Um, anything else? Let's move on to TVs, uh, TV and film. What oh, you got? Dog. You've got Unsane. It sounded interesting. <clears throat> yeah, um, I think this was kind of like an experimental thing. Not I would say experimental because that's doing it a bit of unjust. Um, so Steven Soderbergh, you know who he is, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted to make a film shot entirely on an iPhone. So he made this. Um, I'm not sure how true he is, but from what I gather, he did shoot the entire thing on, um, I think it was an iPhone 10 or 9S or whatever. I don't know, but if you Google it, it'll come up. Mm. And then the premise of the film is that um, this girl, young lady, I should say, sorry, she is suffering from, I don't know if it's called stalker syndrome or something else, but um, sometimes she sees her, her... She left the town where she lived to live somewhere else to get away from this stalker and spoiler she keeps seeing, free yeah yeah I won't ruin it for you mm-hmm. this is spoiler free so far so the one day she's like oh, she goes out to meet this lad on the night on a date and she goes look she goes I'm going to tell you straight you're going to get what you want tonight but after tonight's done don't phone me don't text me we're done <laughs> basically she just yeah so they go back to her place, she's kissing him, and then she she like throws stuff into her. She's like, oh, God. She runs into the bathroom. She's like, what? The bloke leaves the room. So the next day, she goes to a hospital uh, for a psycho... Uh, not psychotherapy. Um, psychoanalysis. Psychoanalysis, mm-hmm. yep. And um, she goes to see um, this doctor. Or what's it called now? Not a doctor. Um, Psychiatrist? Yeah. There's another name for them, isn't there? But um, yeah, she sees it? this... What's the other name? going to annoy me it's, it's really short isn't it not shrink shrink <laughs> yeah that's what they use isn't it is that right yeah it's a slang term yeah so it's just to see the psychiatrist slash shrink and um, everything's going well she's like I'd like to see you again she asks some personal questions have you felt suicidal blah 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 yeah every now and then but nothing serious anyway she's leaving the <laughs> hospital every now and then when... nothing serious yeah uh, well sorry I'm just glossing over yeah, it yeah. so I don't want to so She's leaving. She's got to sign these consent forms. So she signs the forms. Next thing you know, you've got to come for a medical. Next thing you know, she's locked up for 24 hours. So you're like, okay. She'd be, she's like, I'm being held against my will here. I didn't so check the consent forms. So she checks the consent forms. Yeah, she has agreed to it. Oh, she finds a place. The place come and say, no, sign the consent forms. You have to stay in there. Anyway, she's locked in there. She's kicking off. And then, again, her stalker syndrome kicks in. So now you're thinking, oh, she actually is a little bit nuts, mm. and it's it's good, it's it's good the way it starts out, and then. So what a, is what is stalker syndrome? It's like you, you someone say, you just see them, even though it's not them. Someone might talk to you, and you think that is your stalker um. for a moment. You think that person is your stalker. Oh, real um, people. Yeah, like not in a the hallucination. Film. Okay. Yeah, he's like a hallucination, sort of like in the film. Someone's she's banging the door, let me out, let me out, let me out. And she opens the door, and this face comes to the door, and she sees a stalker. But then she punches him, and then as the camera, you know, switches shots and back to the guy, it's somebody else holding his nose, going, "She broke my fucking nose." Oh, okay, I get it's you. It's not the stalker. 
So it's real people, but she doesn't see. She, she sees, sees the, the stalker. stalker with, yeah, and um, it, I don't want to say much more than that, but it, um, you cool. start to kind of question it. Like, is she mad? Is he really there? Is she losing the plot? So, so what's the whole completely? Sorry, but <laughs> yeah, I haven't what's done a great whole, job. What's the whole completely shot on iPhone thing? Does it look? Yeah. Does it look? Is it like? It, from her perspective, is she holding the phone? Or is no, 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 no. It's shot like a film. There's cam- oh, the cameras right. are in on tripods. Um, you know, they do panning shots. They do close-ups. They, it's good. It's clever. There's some really clever shots in there. Because I was watching it, thinking, God, how they it's like shot this and somehow manipulated the, the cameraman out of this. You know, like the um, mm. shadows. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's clever. It's obviously. I think I read that it took ten days to film, something like that. <laughs> yeah, but you can tell it was made on a very low budget. I think it's one million dollars. Probably, probably could have been less than that, really. A million dollars. Yeah, on uh, iPhones, it should be less than a million dollars. Well, you'd think that, but I think obviously you got like the locations and all that kind of stuff which got yeah, top. And then yeah. the music is pretty good in it, to be fair as well. The score, I was quite impressed. Hmm. Um, I know I was actually watching it, thinking, I wonder if they made the score through like some app on iPhone. Yeah, you know, some, cool. direct, some directors get a bit like that, don't they? Uh, but they um, could have recorded it all in GarageBand, the software yeah, I edit this podcast on. Yeah, well, it's weird because some of the shots you can tell they look weird. Like some of the backgrounds kind of feels like it's been pushed away, and mm-hmm. you kind of like it's, it's the main um, focus of the shot has kind of been like vacuumed. It I can't explain it properly. Vacuumed towards you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Sucked in, and the rest has been kind of pushed out. Not in like maybe that was the filter or the style I went for. Mm. And but you, you could see at points you was like, wow, this it looks a bit rough here. But you kind of appreciate it as well at the same time. You're thinking, nah, fair play. There may be some on an iPhone. Is it really? shot in a way like um, how am I trying to say this? Is it shot where that doesn't detract from it? It didn't detract from it for me. It's still got great shot, great angles. It's but the um, it was called clarity, the Christmas. It loses a lot of that, not mm. a lot as in you can't tell what anything it is, but mm. you can tell like obviously these these proper cameras they use in the films, or is it seventy mil, eight eight mil, whatever? I'm not sure off the top of my head. Um, it, it doesn't look as good as those, obviously, but it's it's fine for what it is because it's just this small little indie movie about somebody who might be going mad or mm. is insane. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So you can... It's just like, say, going to watch one of those fan footage films, but it's not fan footage. In, in my head, this is something I could probably watch on YouTube because it's filmed on a phone, but it sounds yeah. like it's a proper film. It is a proper film. But, I mean, it is, is it on, like, TV? It's not on YouTube. No, no, I don't think it's on YouTube. I, I recorded it off um, Film 4. Mm. I think it's something that people like yourself who are into tech and, you know, like iPhones, and that, I think it's something that everyone who likes iPhones or smartphones should watch. Mm. Because it could be quite inspirational to some people that someone did something as clever as this mm. on a phone. I'm I enjoyed saying, it. I, I, keep it was, my I, think I, I think I enjoyed it more than I probably would have if it was a, big, a proper film because... Of knowing the facts that it was shot on a phone. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Does it make any disclaimer about that at the start, or did you just know that going in? I knew it when it first came out. I, I saw the posters, and I was like, that looks all right. And then I watched Mark Kamal's review, 
and he said it wasn't bad. He wasn't overly impressed, but he said um, it's it, technically you have to applaud it because it's all shot on a phone. And he was like quite critical, saying you can tell it's shot on a phone. It looks poor and all this. But he's a big film critic, so he knows a lot more and mm. he spots more than people like myself do. But I was impressed. Mm. I think it's definitely worth watching. It's only about an hour and a half, if that. It sounds, it sounds interesting. The whole premise sounds interesting. I'd definitely give it a watch. Yeah. It is worth watching because even like some of the nastier scenes in there, there's a, a, bit, a couple of violent scenes in there, like, mm. and they're shown on it. And, like, obviously there's no special effects. And it's kind of like, well, yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could say young student. if any young students knew about this film and watched it, then... It just shows you how good, obviously, a lot of the techies as well nowadays in these phones as well. Makes you yeah, that's true. <laughs> they shoot in 4K, don't they? Like iPhones now. Do they? Yeah. But then I'm, it's I'm, still restricted by the, the tiny lens. Yes, of course. I remember, I'm sure I read this or, or saw it on a 4K versus Blu-ray review. And um, I'm not 100% if this is still true, but you know 4K. Mm. A lot of studios don't shoot in 4K because you can't add... Ooh, it doesn't work properly adding CGI effects to the 4K footage. You've said this before. I haven't Googled and looked into it, but I feel like that can't be right. You should check it. There's something about it. There's definitely something in there about it, about mm. 4K. That's why they... What do they call them when they remaster films? Mm. That's what they do when they put them on 4K. I don't know how true this is, but I'm sure I, am. I watched that on YouTube. Mm. Mm. Right, another film you watched, which we've spoken about in the past, one to keep an eye out for, came on telly. Um, I missed it. Uh, it's called the little, oh, yeah. the little hours. Yes, the little hours. Yeah, because I remember we both watched a trailer. I think at the same time, or I told you, and you watched it, and yeah. you enjoyed it. And uh, I eventually got to watch it, and um, it was as funny as the trailers. But it's um, it's got some kind of like darkness to it. Not completely mm. like it still lightens it up within minutes of the darkness. You know what I mean? Or makes a joke out of the darker parts. But um, it was really funny. The cast was fantastic. Um, so who else is in it other than Aubrey um, Plaza? Obviously, um, there's a girl you might not recognise, but she was in um, Big Bang Theory for uh, about half a season. I think she was. I can't remember his name. One of the girlfriends. I think it was the Asian lad. Oh, I can't. Um, I don't watch it enough to know his I'm, name. Yeah, I was going to say, I kind of watch it on and off. Um, I don't watch it consistently. I do watch them all, but I don't watch them. I can't remember the names. I don't know what I can remember off the top of my head. Is Howard? Raj. Is it Raj or Raj? Raj. 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 So, I think she went out with Raj. Anyway, she was in here. Um, I don't know who the other girl was, but I think she might be famous because... A name's one of the first titles up. Okay. Um, John C. Riley's in it. Uh, there's quite a pot. You recognise almost everyone in it. Dave Franco's in it. James Franco's younger brother. Mm. Uh, I'm probably going to get that wrong when he's the older brother. But only John. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy out of Parks and Res... Parks and... Parks and Rec. Which yeah. was your homework. Have you watched any? Nope. Because uh, of Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Um, and because I did more of a homework which you didn't do. Which was that? Pika Pika. Oh, uh, Pika Pika. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
he's in it. And they've all got really good jokes and lines, and even his wife, who Dave Franco sleeping with at the start, she's got some. It's just some of the stuff in it. I'm thinking back. It's really funny, and um, I really, really enjoyed it. It's one of those films like it'll stay with you for a long time, and someone will put, you'll be out. Oh, I'll talk to my dad. I go. Isn't that film with the nuns where the stars swim? And I go, oh, the little hours, and then you start joking <laughs> about the bits in it. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those films, a bit like Napoleon Dynamite, you know. Like, mm-hmm. it's like the other day at work, Napoleon Dynamite. There's this lad I work with, and he's a, I call him sexy boy because he's like got a really good body and he's like loves himself, but he's a good lad, he's a good laugh. Mm-hmm. And then, so he likes to have the, he, he don't mind having the pistol cave him. And he said, uh, we're talking, and I said to him, gosh. Have you seen the bowling dynamite? Yeah. Yeah, he went, gosh. <laughs> and I went, what? And he went, stupid idiot. <laughs> like to me and I was like, what are you quoting Napoleon Dynamite to me? And he goes, have you seen it? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, oh, it's one of my favourite films ever. And I was like, whoa. I just didn't <laughs> think you would get that humour. Like, because you're quite, quite, you like to have a laugh, but you're quite serious. Like, it has to be an obvious joke. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah, yeah. stuff like Napoleon Dynamite, it's kind of like, that's funny, but did you know it was funny? <laughs> or did you yeah. get there, that's funny? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like when he's riding the bike and he's throwing stakes at him and it hits him in the face. Yeah. Some people would watch that and go, what's so funny about that? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, The Little O is highly recommended. Just Even if you only watch it once, you might think it's shit, but I think most people... With good sense of humor, watching and think, yeah, that, that's a good film. Uh, why isn't that on Netflix yet? Why isn't everything on Netflix? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think I've read earlier that, that Ralph, Wreck It Ralph 2 comes on at the end of this month or next month. On Netflix? Yeah, that's fast, yeah. That's very quick. I've not even, I was barely aware of it. It's only just come out on Blu ray and DVD. I think what it is is the Disney have got to fulfill their quota of films before they take it back. Oh, yeah. So. Because they're going to launch their own. Yeah. I'm just looking to see if it's on Netflix. It is not on Netflix. No. Hmm. Okay, right, that's not Netflix. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about... I saw this... I spotted it last night and then I watched two episodes. What We Do in the Shadows, that film we loved in our uh, streaming club. Yeah. And you said it's getting a, a TV series made. Mm-hmm. episodes one and two probably three and four by the time I get this edited and out are on BBC iPlayer okay doke you've not watched yet I take it no I will watch it I have to finish Game of Thrones before somebody ruins it for me yes you have to <laughs> and then we can talk about that as well mm-hmm. um, yeah um, I have watched it it's it's a little jarring straight off the bat because yeah. of so recent to that film yeah yeah. And it's it's so similar, but they've mm-hmm. always made some big changes. Yeah, I won't say anything else. I'll let you go in and find them. But yeah, just to mm-hmm. let everyone know what we do in the shadows, the TV version, the series on BBC iPlayer currently. So get on that. Um, and then something you mentioned a minute ago made me quickly type down something on the things to talk about. Back when I first got Amazon Prime. Please yeah. like me. I was banging on about it for ages. You might not remember. Yeah. Australian yeah. Uh, comedy. Make sure you watch that at some point. There's only three seasons and they're not like American length. They're like ten episodes mm-hmm. maybe. Really good. Best thing to come out of Australia. Ever. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Please like me. Please like me, yeah. Okay. Excellent. Um, right. I think that's all our small talking points. Let's move on to the streaming club. Uh, Lars and the Real Girl and Fences. Which do you want to do first? Fences. Fences, which was my pick on Netflix. Yep. Um, I remember when it came out and it was like getting touted for like Oscar bait, Oscar bait. And yeah. I saw a train. I thought, that looks good. I picked that because I saw it on Netflix. Yeah. What did you think? Loved it. Did you? Really did. Yeah. Um, Absolutely loved it. Loved it. I thought, I, I checked at the end. I never knew it was directed by Denzel Washington. That's two films I've watched recently by Denzel Washington. He's obviously a very, very talented director. Um, I was interested in seeing, because I thought to myself when I was watching it, I thought, this is quite, you know, what's really intriguing about this, that it's set around this house in the garden, and you only see two rooms in the house, the living room and the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the living room, dining room, slash dining room, kitchen. And most of it is set in the backyard. Yeah. And I was thinking, I wonder whether this is based on a book or something else. And then at the end, when it came, popped, post, um, based on the play. Yeah. And so... I took that, that half an hour in. Yeah. Because obviously thing, the long periods of dialogue as well, oh which is gosh. obvious what it says on a play. Yeah. I love that. Um, I didn't like this film as much as I thought I would. Oh, I thought it was fantastic. I liked it, but about half an hour in, I'm like, no one's taken a bloody breath yet. They just don't it, shut up. <laughs> that's what was so good about it. It was a proper actor's film. It was. Like, you could tell it was. It, I thought when this Denzel is a play. Washington was do, telling his story about the devil, when the devil comes up to me and asks, "What did I tell him?" It was his wife's name, Rose or something. <laughs> Rose. Rose, Rose what did, yeah. No, you didn't say nothing to the devil. <laughs> I just loved it. And, he, and he's got that big grin, and it's yeah. just infectious. And uh, and he's my. I can't remember all the names because obviously we didn't pod Bo- fast enough after it. But was it Bono? Yeah, I think it was. And and then obviously as it comes on, you find out that he had this tragic event in his life where he killed someone and. And then uh, the scene with his son, that was kind of really touching. And he's like, Dad, why do you like me? And he's like, oh, my God. That mm. really hit me up. I just, I thought it was brilliant. Massive thumbs up from me. I I mean, I touched it in two sittings, but that was because I, um, I had to go out. Mm. But I, I loved it. A really, really good film. Oh, I didn't love it. I thought it was oh, good. I didn't I'm sad you didn't enjoy it that much. <laughs> It kind of it kind of got on my nerves a little bit. Just the no. the relentless dialogue. Really, I just love. That. I mean, I love um, a good a good obviously story and action film and and stuff like that. But I do love films like this, and I loved it because I thought I was watching it thinking, God, I wonder whether they did this in one take, and you know, or they was having to constantly stop and stop. But I just thought, no, I could imagine imagine these the quality of the actors they've got in this. Not struggling at all with remembering mm. all of this, and I wondered if they they had done it on stage because you do get Hollywood actors doing stints on like Broadway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perhaps Denzel Washington did maybe, a bit on stage, and then yeah, maybe not Denzel. Although I wouldn't be surprised because he's a proper actor, actor, isn't he? Yeah, he is good. But I thought perhaps the other guys. But it's yeah. just it, it felt it felt like a play right from the off, and just they didn't seem to. There was never like a pause between the chat between the two guys, mm-hmm. and it just felt like a script. It didn't feel natural. It felt like a script. That's when I thought this is a play. Yeah. And then at the end, I didn't Google it. I just watched it. And then as I was there, look watching it, I was like, yeah, there's only like three locations. <laughs> it's yeah. It's definitely a play. 
So at the end, I was like, yes, it was a play. I was right. <laughs> yeah. But um, I didn't... I guess it was, was the point, but I didn't like Denzel's character. Sometimes I did, but most of the time I didn't. I didn't like the way he treated um, everybody, like anybody. He was just a bit of a dick, and I understood his reasoning for yeah. all the things he did. Yep. It was his pig-headedness. Yeah. And and the way he sort of acted like he'd achieved all this stuff, but really it was his performance of the film, his, uh, the uncle, his brother. Yeah. He was brilliant. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Um, but, yeah, he, that, where he and got his money, his £3,000 of dollars that bought yeah. everything and paid for everything. Yeah. I thought it was quite sad how... He just couldn't see that his sons were desperate for his, his approval. Mm. And it just, he just... He, he didn't want to. He didn't know how to give it to them. No. And I think as the film goes on, you find out about his upbringing and his father, and he just... He didn't know any better. Mm. He's just doing... I just, I just like little things like that. It made me so sad watching it. Like, I felt really bad for Denzel Washington's character. Mm. But at the same time, like yourself, I thought to myself... But this is your chance to, like, is it redemption, catharsis? Is catharsis, is that right? I don't know. Yeah. I just felt like that was his chance to put to, the things yeah. that went wrong in his life right for his children. Yeah. And to be fair, you know, like, from what you gather, like, he, he brought his kids up well. I mean, the one towards the end, is it implied that he's going to prison because he was stealing people's checks? The musician? Yeah, he was doing something dodgy, wasn't he? Yeah. And, uh, and the other son did well, you know. Yeah, joined the, the army. Yeah. I loved it, and I thought, um, is it Viola Davis? Viola yeah, Viola? she's brilliant, isn't she? Oh, she? I've never seen her do anything bad. She's so good. She, I mean, she's brilliant <laughs> in uh, making. Is it not making murder? Um, How to get away with murder? I How, think it is on yeah. Netflix. She's yeah. great in that as well. Yeah, she's thing, she has a screen presence. She does. Have you ever watched that? Um, always one that won the Oscar, but it temporarily got given to some other film. At the big Oscar Moonlight. Yeah, have you seen that? No, it's it's on the list. I think it's on Prime. Yeah, it is on Prime. Yeah, I haven't seen it. The only thing I've seen her in, which I... It wasn't her fault, but... Um, <laughs> Suicide Squad's a shit film. See, I, I don't think it's a shit film. I don't. I don't. Oh, For man. some reason, I, I know it's a bad film, mm. but I still find it a watchable, an enjoyable, watchable... Not enjoyable so much. Uh, like... I don't want to say enjoyable as in, oh, it's great, because I don't mm. mean like that, but I can watch it and oh, enjoy the film. I, I, it's, for some reason, I don't pick it apart, because I kind of watch it like I knew it wasn't it wasn't going to be great. I just, <laughs> I don't know, I can't explain it. Mm. You know, by the time I get to the end, I do think the last 20 minutes are absolutely piss poor, but I kind of enjoy a lot of it up to that point. I couldn't get on board with that. No, but I, I thought the, I the story not, was terrible. Not, the premise was terrible. He was put together in nine months, so that was, you know, well, I think that's... it was nine months or twelve months, like the, to get the script to start shooting, which is fast. That is quick, even when you're basing it on a basing it on a comic. That's still quick yeah. to turn it into a screenplay. Yeah, but anyway, Violetta Davis, fantastic actress. Um, yeah. So you loved Fences. I liked it, but I was kind of frustrated with it as well. But I think 
it made me feel the way it wanted me to feel, I think. I think it achieved that. Yeah. Mm. I think if you really get into it, it'll send you through quite a few emotions. Mm. And it was like a whole other time. Was it the 40s they were saying? God, it felt... It didn't feel that long ago, but when you look at it and when you hear him talking, it obviously was a long time ago. I think it was 30s, 40s, yeah. Yeah, maybe even 20s. It was a long time Mm. ago. Yeah. Right. Lars and the Real Girl. Your pick. A rare (laughs) Gosling film you hadn't yet seen. Yes. Go on. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) You want me to go first or you're going to go? I don't mind. Shall I go? Yeah, go on then. I really liked this. I really, really liked it as well. Oh, good. I know you're gonna think. I know you're gonna think shock horror. Dave liked the film he picked, but I was a bit worried because I thought I like Ryan Gosling. I thought I know we can do comedy, but can he do this type of comedy? Because it's obviously an indie. Mm. And, um, and it's when not it started, like punchline comedy, is it? No, it's not like in your. It's what we was talking about in Napoleon Dynamite. It's like, do you get why this is? Do you get yeah. this? This is. This isn't in your face funny. This is, do you get it? It's, mm. This should be funny. Like when, um, one of my favourite scenes in the film is when he got, he's outside the church and the girl says, hi, and he goes, hi. And she says something to him and he goes, bye, and just walks <laughs> off. It's like really fast fashion. I was like, oh my God, he's killing it. Um, but he gets, he plays that, I don't know if he's autistic, no, he's not obviously autistic, but he's kind of like, what is he now? What, you know, I like, think he is a bit autistic. Yeah, but he's not quite over his pa- yeah, and the death of his parents, is he? Uh, what was the death he was... It was a long time since I watched it now. Yeah, it's, I think it, his um, parents passed. or his, his, No, his, his mum died giving birth to him. Yeah, that was it. And then his dad brought them up and he... And he was, just, it was implied yeah. that his brother didn't do enough for him, but he forgave him anyway or whatever. Mm. And then he has this... Like, the blanket, he, he has this... What do they call it? I can't remember what they referred to his condition as. Well, he's not. He wasn't like crazy, but they gave it a certain name, something I'd never heard. I didn't even know if it was real. But basically, yeah. his brother, his brother's wife is pregnant, yeah, and that triggers him to panic and think she's. Is that the dog? Oh God, he's got a squeaky toy. Pass <laughs> <laughs> that Get that one. Two seconds, I've got to get there a rose. <laughs> what? I took it off him now. There he is, look. <laughs> Go on, what was you saying? Yeah, so the, the, his brother's wife is pregnant and he, he yeah. thinks she could die and it triggers this sort of episode, if you like, and he orders a sex doll, like a live, real-looking sex doll. But obviously it gets treated as real. They don't have sex, it's not what it's for. It's his no. girlfriend. She's disabled. She can't move herself. <laughs> he talks to her. And then the psychologist convinces the best course of action is for everyone to play along. And then they go to the church and the community as a whole agrees to play along. Yeah. And it's really touching and lovely. I was just going to say that it is, yeah. Oh, God. It's just... <laughs> it, it, it made me, there's so many scenes are just... The camera just changed from scene to scene and she someone would be talking to her and she sat there in the wheelchair. I was like, oh my God, this is cracking me up. And then the next moment I'd be like, oh, this is so sad. Yeah. And, and nice as well, but it's just yeah. nice. Because there's that scene where he's What's not her even, name? Bianca. Bianca. Bianca, yeah. 
Yeah. But he's not. She starts to have her own sort of social life yeah. without him. And there's scenes where he's nowhere near, but they're still pretending. Yes. Like she's in the salon and there are three random women from the community like chatting with her and doing her hair and making her look nice. Yeah. And he's nowhere there. He's just not there. So they don't have to do it, but they just, they accept her. Yeah. As it's a really, uh, Yeah. Because at the end when, um, uh, when she's in the water mm. and he's taken her into the water and she's like, oh God, and she gets upset. Mm. And then they're, they're telling the whole town that she's mm. passed and they're all upset. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, everyone's this is like, really like, sad. We're heartbroken a little bit. I, don't, yeah. I presume they're just sad at the whole situation. But yeah. what it I actually means is Lars is better. Like Ryan Gosling's character's yes. name's Lars. Yes. He's better. He's come out the other side. Yeah. He doesn't need that crutch anymore. And then he gets with the actual girl who he's been working yeah. with who fancied him from the start. Yeah, it's kind of like signposting, isn't it? Yeah. But is, that, is, that, is this the right word again? Like, Is that his catharsis? Is that like the moment when he... I don't know. He forgives himself. I'm not sure. He, he gets over. He, what? He just needed. It was his. It was his way of, of, bridging, his loneliness and his. He kept himself very isolated. Yeah. It was his method to get in with the community to have this extra person. Yeah. Because I was shitting myself. Um, when he first when he went to that party, he was like, "Oh God, this is gonna be like the office, really cringy. People taking the piss." And he w- went in, and there's people going, "I've got to love her hair and all this." Mm-hmm. And he's, and I just love the way he, like he'd lean over and then he'd go, "Oh, Bianca said thank you." Yeah, <laughs> she likes your hair. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't exactly that, but he was doing mm-hmm. things like that, wasn't he? Yeah. And when they have the arguments in the car, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's when you know, like, them starting the break up is on now. Mm. Then starting to argue, and he's like, he's saying, "Why do you always?" Yeah, Lars never raises his voice. He never argues. Yeah, he's having full blown arguments. He's getting his issues out with this yeah. girl. It's a really lovely film. It is. It I, is really like you at that party scene. I kept thinking there's going to be a scene where someone takes the piss or. Yeah or tells him she's not real, or, like, beats her up or pushes her over. Yeah. I was kind of dreading that scene if it happened. and I was. It It never did, did it? No, it was at the back of my mind, and I wish I... Almost wish I knew that that wasn't going to happen, this wasn't that sort of film, because I would have relaxed into it more. Yeah. (laughs) I was constantly waiting for the horrible bully scene. Yes. And it never came, which was good. I'm glad you enjoyed it because I was half expecting this good day if you picked another like or an absolute turd here but I watched it and I was like I thought it's weird it's different obviously but I was just watching it as, as it went on and on I just enjoyed it more and more and more and I just thought you know what this is a really really good film it's, like you said it was touching mm. the cast were all fantastic um, but obviously yeah you can see why Ryan Gosling builds up such a good reputation because if you watch some of his films after it, he did the Leeds Brailcoat in a coffin, it was The Notebook, wasn't it, which I still haven't seen. I haven't seen that. No, I haven't seen it. It's, like, it's meant to be like the girls, but absolutely adore that film, apparently. It's a tearjerker, uh, isn't it? It's a sad one, I think. Possibly, yeah. But I've seen quite a lot of the stuff he did after that. Um, 
and he did some really good stuff. Um, I think it's Blue Valentine. If you've never seen that, that's really. That's, I wouldn't say it's a hard watch, but it's it's tough. Never seen that. Oh, it's a great film. Um, she's in that. Michelle Williams. It's Michelle Williams. Yeah. And obviously he did that, and then he did um, Half Nelson about the teacher with the drug addiction. Nope. I've not Brilliant. seen many of his films. Absolutely. He just he's, he's so diverse. And then obviously he did Drive, and then he did a couple of big hits, and he's gone back towards like the big studio films again a little bit. Hmm. But although, like you know, when you watch actors, and I think it's because they're such big stars, like Brad Pitt, you go, oh, he's playing Brad Pitt, but then you really you look back at his catalogue and you think, oh, no, he's done all these characters, and he. It's just because you, you had that period where they made so many films and you realise everybody wanted them. Mm. I think that's what happened to Ryan Gosling a little bit. I think, good it's, I think it's good that he does the little stuff because, like you said, with Brad Pitt, and everyone says, oh, he's just being Brad Pitt, playing Brad Pitt. He does, and he can't... I don't know, it's weird, isn't it? Unless he does like a real character piece and really yeah. gets into something... Of course, he's just playing Brad Pitt. That's him acting. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't change very much unless he did like a period piece or. But then he'd still be Brad Pitt acting. It's weird. Yeah. He does kind of just have. He's very Brad Pitt in the way he does it. I think it, it depends what you're watching. I mean, like if you see Seven, he's not Brad Pitt in that. He's, no, that's very, very grizzled and yeah, um, quite like. And then you've got um, Fight Club, which again, absolutely fantastic. Mm. and that and then you got 12 monkeys fuck me yeah have you seen 12 monkeys yeah that's I like 12 unbelievable monkeys. unbelievable by putting that and it's like I said they just kind of start churning out more and more movies and it's a bit like say Ryan Reynolds have you heard that story about Detective Pikachu no well he says we was talking with the producers and he says and the director and he says we was in a meeting and I says um, Brad Pitt was no no uh, Roy, Ryan Reynolds oh Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Reynolds says I said to them um Look, it's it's like neo noir, um, bit of Blade Runner-ish with the city and the Pokemon living there. And it's a it's a, it's a detective story. He says, "So I'm gonna go for this like different voice." And he says, "And I did this voice like, yeah, I'm Detective Pikachu and all this like that." And there was like, mm. "No, just do Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> 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 just do the voice cracking, quick talking Ryan Reynolds that mm. everybody loves." And obviously, it works. And I think that's kind of where maybe some directors and producers go with the bigger actors, not just be you, you're the selling point of the film, you don't need mm. to, you know, depending on what they are. Mm. Could be wrong. No, I think you're right. I think if people go see Brad Pitt's name, they expect Brad Pitt. Yeah. So unless he's, like, doing some sort of Oscar-worthy thing, yeah, you're just going to get Brad Pitt. Tom Hanks is a bit the same, but he doesn't get criticised for it. He's always just being Tom Hanks. Mm, he's a, uh, I think he, like again you look back at his body of work and he has got some amazing Philadelphia I know what you were saying about his Tom Hanks but then you look at Sully um, oh god it's just too many you just you know when you, there's so many but you can't think big oh my god big well that was that's in the 80s that was a long time ago I know, but what, what I'm saying, like, you get to the point where you kind of, you just see them as that person. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, if you watched um, Bridge of Spies, you'd go, well, that's just Tom Hanks playing a lawyer. Mm. But he is brilliant, and, yeah. you know what I mean? and then you got <laughs> Cast Away, and obviously, like, his voice in Toy Stories. Mm. Oh, it's like an alien! Where? <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. the only ones I, I do say that about is like, uh, 
Jason Statham playing Jason Statham. <laughs> but yeah. that's that. Like you just mentioned there with directors, you you go to Jason Statham for a certain role as well, though. Yeah, I don't know it's if like that's li- because he can't act outside of that role. I don't think he can. It's sure like Liam Neeson does last taken films, and there's such big hits. Then he did Nonstop, which is him on a plane as the. Trying to stop a terrorist threat, and then did the one in the snow, and did the ones with the gangsters, and you think, well, this is literally Liam Neeson could be like a Jack Ryan now, and mm. have his own little catalogue of films where he just keeps getting into these scuffles. Yeah, and, that, and Liam Neeson is a good, well, he is a good actor or was a good actor, but obviously as he became more and more famous from that Taken role, more studios will like jump on the Liam Neeson, think we can make these cheap action films, make turn a big profit with them. It's so oh, weird that he became an action star. I know, yeah. A bit like Matt Damon with the Bourne films, though, isn't it? I suppose, yeah. It's just, it's just but Liam Neeson in particular. He was quite yeah, old know, when yeah. that started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. It, it, it did seem weird, but you watch it. The first one is a very good film. Yeah, Taken is a good film. Yeah. Anyway, we're a long way from Lars and the real Yeah, game, we've gone which... right on the board there with a big tangent. But yeah, Lars was fantastic. Really, really enjoyed it. We've been on a decent roll recently, haven't we? We have. Well, There's... except you didn't enjoy Eagle vs. Sharp, but I did. Mm. Well, someone's always liked it. That's the important thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, let's pick for next time. Have you seen... I put some film suggestions in the in the notes. Have it's you on Netflix. Is that right or is that... I've, I've put some suggestions down in case you didn't have anything, but if you, I'm happy for you to pick. Okay. Have you got the squeaky toy or has the dog got the squeaky toy? The dog's found it. I hid it and the dog has found it. He's Good not boy. Familiar. Good Harry. But not now, Harry. This is an important streaming Henry. club. <laughs> Henry, sorry. Oh, dear. It's terminal. What is that? That's thingy, isn't it? Uh, yes. If, if your thing is the thingy I'm thinking of. What's her name? You got mad. What's her name? Terminal? What's her name? Margot. Oh, um, yeah, Margot Robbie. Let me just check my Netflix, because there was some on there. The two, I've, the two I've suggested, The Ballad of Buster Suggs and Birdman, are two I've been on my list for ages. Mm-hmm. Buster Suggs since it came out, which wasn't that long ago, but Birdman for a very long time. Um, I've never got around to watching it, but I heard good things. It's a bit of an indie. You, I was, you've probably seen it. Birdman. Mm. No, I haven't. I know what it's about. That's Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. And do you know the prime one, Terminal, or the secret of them of Marabone? Do you know that? I film? don't know what the second one is. I've heard of the Terminal. I think that's an assassin film, isn't it? Yeah. And the secret of Marabone is a horror that I I wanted to go to the cinema and see, but I didn't get to it. Ooh, horror. Mm. I like the sound of that. Should we go for the horror then? And then you can pick <laughs> a Netflix. Yeah, go on then, we'll go for the horror. So, The Secret of Marabone. Should we go all out horror or is that too much for one week? No, I think we'll do one horror, one that isn't a horror. Okay. Two seconds. There's pressure on this, Dave. You've had some good weeks. Yeah, it is a bit, isn't it? I've got a lot on my list. I always think I've got a lot on my list. And I, go it and I can't actually add anything to it. Really? Is that <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I didn't know it had a limit. Yeah. We'll go with that. Our kind of traitor. Our kind of. So that's a thriller. 
Yeah, I think so. Our kind of traitor and the secret of Marabone. I don't know much about the secret of Marabone, but the trailer looked good when it was being okay. advertised for the cinema. Okay, though. Didn't check reviews. <laughs> Which has bitten me in the ass before on this. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just going to watch it. I'm not going to check any of that stuff. No. Best with the horror. I went and saw... Um, a horror at the cinema last week. What was it called? Pet Cemetery. No, it was um, it had like a Spanish title. El La Llorona. Yeah, the Curse of El Llorona, whatever it was. It was yeah. shit, Dave. Yeah, it's meant to be part of that uh, Conjuring universe. Wait, it's the Conjuring. I didn't know that. Yeah. Work was like, a girl at work was like getting some people, and I said, "Oh yeah, I'll go." It had a Spanish name. I just thought it's going to be great. Yeah, because all the Spanish horror I've seen has been fantastic. Have you watched Veronica on Netflix? Veronica, no. That's a Spanish horror. Mm. It's alright. Good ending. Okay, but yeah, um, yeah, this wasn't this wasn't good at all. It was awful. No, it was just like every single horror trope. Quite, 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 quite bang. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's like oh, a Spanish legend. Ghost haunting children, um, a guy that left the church with some crazy voodoo stuff. He you have to get him in to help you. Yeah, just all the bullshit, and not scary. Maybe jump a couple times, but yeah, not scary. <laughs> I'll watch it at some point, but I watched the trial and I remember people saying, "Oh, it's going to be really scary," and then I watched the trial and thought, "Yeah, none of that's doing anything for me." <laughs> It's, it's jump scares. It wasn't actually yeah. scary. Yeah, there's a major difference. Mm. I think the trailer for um, the Hereditary follow-up. It's quite yeah. creepy. Yeah, that looks good. And Ma, that looks yeah, good. Yeah, Ma looks good. Yeah, Ma does look good. Mm. Not proper horror scary. No, that looks a bit a like, bit like Get us. Out scary. Yeah, us and Get Out looks like that. I haven't seen us yet, but that's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet and I really wanted to go and see that but never got round to it probably never going to get round to John Wick 3 either but I'll have to make the effort next week I haven't seen John Wick 2 yet that's on Netflix or Prime Netflix 2 uh, yeah I think it's on uh, Prime it's a good mm. film number 2 goes on a bit too long and it's not as good as number 1 but see I didn't get the hyper on one I watched it I was like it's okay yeah I think it was because it, it kind of went brought back the kind of gun choreography that we hadn't seen for a long time Mm. the shootout style quite um, what's the word he uses in um, ultraviolence mm. almost ultraviolence but uh, I, I really really enjoyed the first one it doesn't hold up on repeat viewings but it is a good film mm. and when I say hold up I don't mean like it's a ba- it does it's, it deteriorates mm. it's not as good the second time around no right I think we've covered everything uh, we'll wrap it here um, thank you for listening this was the We Don't Go Out podcast um, our films for the next streaming club are Our Kind of Traitor um, which is uh, on Netflix Our Kind of Traitor and then on Prime The Secret of Marabone uh, horror and yeah uh, if you want to get me on social media I'm at Anthony Holes on Twitter uh, the podcast is at We Don't Go Out that's on Twitter and Instagram um, Dave, you still not on social media? No, I don't think I'm going to be returning for the look of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've gone a long while now. So yeah, yeah just at, at We Don't Go Out. 
and we'll catch you next time. Um, our films for the next streaming club are Our Kind Traitor. Oh, sorry. I spelled that wrong on the notes. That's why I'm reading it wrong. No, I haven't. Our Kind <laughs> of Traitor. <laughs>